0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, are the Falcons like the Bengals? That's what one analyst is saying. Not really much in the world of updates for the Falcons this week. And Michael Harris is the MVP of this team. We'll talk about all of that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome into hitting hard with John Trecker here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We ask you to head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you find our page, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We are also brought to you by Bet Online. We ask you also too. You can download us for free on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five star review. Download us for free today. Amazon Fire and Roku. You can check us out on both of those platforms. Find us there, and of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So as I don't watch many of these morning show talking head kind of deals and things like that, I did come across this story that was kept coming across my Twitter timeline from folks. So good morning football on the NFL Network, and I don't know if that's the same as Get Woke or one of those kinds of shows or, you know, Woke Fest or whatever they got going on nowadays. So I guess Peter Schrager on uh, their broadcast was talking about the Atlanta Falcons. And here's his quote quote. I think everyone penciled in this Falcons year as a rebuilding year. They'll draft a quarterback, go from there. Falcons are two and two. They're atop the NFC South right now, right there with the Buccaneers. I kind of like the vibe and Arthur Smith is a little salty. Falcons might be the team. Nobody talked about the Bengals last year, who do a little thing in a wide-open NFC. So basically, obviously, comparing the idea of this year's Falcons being that team kind of coming out of nowhere to be the Bengals who, oh, I don't know, they ended up in the Super Bowl last year. Now, look, would I love the Falcons to be the Bengals? I mean, yes. Okay, are the Falcons built like the Bengals? No. Let Here's the big thing, right? Okay, and and what's interesting about the Bengals last year is they played nine one-score games. <coughs> They were four and five in one-score games last year. So they weren't all that well coached at times and didn't find a way to win a lot of the close games. But let's be honest, folks, okay? And, and I'm going to hate a little bit here, so go ahead and get your comments ready. Get ready for hating and all that kind of stuff because it's coming here a second. You really think Joe Burrow and Marcus Mariota are in the same league? You really think that that discussion is the same? Say what you will about Joe Burrow, Okay. But he was 34 touchdowns last year with, what, 4,600 yards, averaging nine yards an attempt on in, are you ready, 70.4% completion percentage, okay? Look, it's 2022 in the NFL, okay? You have to have quarterback play. Right now, the Falcons have the second fewest attempts in the NFL they're 27th in completion percentage they have the eighth most interceptions and Marcus Mariota grades out as the 28th of 33 quarterbacks in the league yes I'm hating but you don't have nearly the quarterback play that it would take to be a Super Bowl team now I know the first thing every good but is going to put in that comment that well, what about Trent Dilfer Sure, if you give me one of the four best defenses in the history of the league, then we can have a discussion about my quarterback play. If you give me the Legion of Boom or the Ravens or the 85 Bears, we can have that discussion. Short of that, and look, the Bengals' offensive line was not very good, but what they could do is they could huck it around. Their defense wasn't great, but there were two things. One is they had 42 sacks. Remember that number? Huh? 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 Remember? Remember what I told you? 40 sacks is the magic number in the NFL. They had 42 sacks last year. Hendrickson set the franchise record for them last year. What else can they do? I don't know. They scored 460 points in the league last year. What they can do is if they get down by two touchdowns, their offense is fully capable. I don't know. Burrow, Higgins, Jamar Chase, Boyd, all those guys are available to huck it around. They what what you have to do in the NFL when you get behind it, you got to be able to huck it around. We can't do those kinds of things. So it's great to talk about that. And a lot of people were sending me the tweet and all that kind of stuff. I get it. You know, everybody, you know, every talking head on the get woke programs is looking for that team or whatever like that. Can I tell you, I will be better than what the Vegas odds maker said. We'll be better than that. I still think we're about a six or seven win football team. Maybe we'll be a little bit better out there. But there are still very fundamental things that the Falcons don't do compared to teams like that. And I've told you all this before. Look, go have some fun. Start in 1979 with the NFL MVP, Terry Bradshaw. Go back and look when quarterbacks are the MVP or have those kinds of years where their team ends up. Most of your success in the NFL is driven because you have outstanding quarterback play. It's not a coincidence that Matt Ryan's best year ever resulted in, you know, the Super Bowl. It's not a coincidence that on some of his monster years that the Falcons were a deep playoff team or had lots of success. It's a quarterback-driven league. You can't be second to last in completions, 27th in completion percentage, have the eighth most INTs, and have a quarterback who grades out as one of the bottom four or five quarterbacks in the entirety of, of the NFL. It's just not a recipe because the Falcons don't do enough other things. They don't. It's great that they run the football, but the NFL is you got to stand in the pocket and push the football downfield. So again, I appreciate, you know, what this comparison is. I understand you're looking for a team to kind of come out of nowhere. And the Falcons start has caught people by surprise, right? That's the big thing. Let's revel in it and enjoy it. Look, I think we'll preview the game tomorrow. I think Sunday's a very winnable game with all the things going on around Tampa. And look, I know Brady is a different cat. So the drama probably is much easier to filter out because that guy has been through everything that you could ever throw at a quarterback in the history of the league, right? And I expect him to come out and get it done. They're flailing away right now. They've not been a very good team this year. And you know they want to smell blood in the water and they want to get a win at home but the Falcons in their game plan allows them to you can control the line of scrimmage run the football effectively the Falcons will be right there and then it comes down to who can make a play here who can make a play there but the idea of the Falcons being that you know I think Burrow was 10 and 6 as a starter last year they had one game that he missed and all that okay I mean if Marcus Mariota turns it around and all of a sudden you know we have really good quarterback play maybe we can have those discussions. I don't think any of that's realistic. I know it's fun topics. Those guys have what 27 and a half hours a day of content that they have to have to fill, right? They have to come up with something. And there's only so many get woke commentary, hot take things that you can throw out there in the universe. So while I appreciate everybody sending me the tweets and it coming across my timeline and all this kind of stuff. I don't really see where the comparisons are. I think the Falcons will be better than what people thought they would be, but Super Bowl, eh? Let's kind of slow it down here just a little bit. All right, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Listen, Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports wagering information. About to hit the NFL season started tonight, right? NFL game, Matt Ryan and the Colts, Denver Broncos. You want to get in on the action, betonline.net is the place to go. Take that mobile device, super easy, simple as could be. Take the mobile device, head to betonline.net today. You can get all of your action. You can get all your scores, podcast news, stats, anything that you need, and any sport that you want to get involved in sports wagering with. Boxing, golf, NFL, college football, baseball, playoffs, about to get started here coming up on Tuesday, right? You know, this weekend, I mean, you got all kinds of wildcard games coming up this weekend, and then the Braves will start up on Tuesday. If you want to get in on the action, betonline.net is the place to go. Head there today, take your mobile device, go to betonline.net. It's where the action starts. It was back to work yesterday for the Atlanta Falcons as they get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Arthur Smith spoke to the media as he does on Wednesdays. Now, remember we talked last week, going into this week, talking about the players that were available to come off of IR. Guess who showed up at practice yet? Not just talking about the meeting. Guess who showed up at practice yesterday? Exactly what we said, Isaiah Oliver. So we talked last week, four guys that have been starters for the Atlanta Falcons. Deion Jones, Marlon Davidson, Jalen Mayfield, Isaiah Oliver. What did we say last week? I expected Oliver to be back at practice. I didn't expect the other three to be anywhere around. Now, what's interesting about Oliver, he may may or may not get activated this week. Falcons have a few weeks because the way the rules are now, once he starts to practice, you've got, I think it's three or four weeks, then you have to make sure he's on your 53-man, or he goes on IR for the remainder of the season. He'll either play this week or next week at the latest. But I thought what was interesting about what Isaiah Oliver had to say yesterday as he spoke to the media, and I played some of these clips on my radio show last night, was he talked about the discussions that they had about his injury. And he said, well, kind of thought maybe I needed another week or two to get my body healthy and ready and come back and all that. And we discussed the idea of... Okay, maybe we just go inactive for a week or two and then I'll come back. We thought that, you know, in talking, why don't we just do the short term IR, even though really I felt like last week I could come back? He made it very clear that the discu- the main discussion was going to be that he would stay inactive for a few weeks and then get himself back in. And he said that he was healthy enough that he could have gotten back into action last week. I say that because. Again, I just I, I laugh when I hear some of these things and I read some of the comments from people about all of this. All of this is calculated, folks. And Arthur Smith was asked one question about the guys on IR, and it was, "Well, you know, we're evaluating them, and player health is most important." Okay, he went the two route. Oh yeah, player health is most important. Yeah, we we uh, most important is what is the health for the player, right? Didn't I hear that last Thursday about Tua? Oh, yeah, he's fine. Oh, yeah, he was sitting on the plane with me. We were watching MacGruber together. Okay, anyway, look, again, I'm going to explain this very simply. You can believe this or not believe this if you want. Number one is why screw up a good thing, okay? With all due respect to Deion Jones, Jalen Mayfield, Marlon Davidson, as much as those guys started last year and all the games that they played, with all due respect, None of those guys can come in and truly help this team for what they want to do. There's been nothing wrong with Taquan Graham. Would you replace Marlon Davidson? Would you put pull Taquan Graham out, minimize his snaps just to put Marlon Davidson in there? You certainly wouldn't start Mayfield. He had already lost his job and you don't need another backup guard. You have Gossett, you have, you know, Elijah Wilkinson. And when you start crunching the numbers, of what your actual on-field roster for a Sunday is going to be, Mayfield wouldn't even, you know, probably be active anyway. You don't need five guards. I mean, you've got two guys that can handle the job. And Deion Jones, see Rashawn Evans, see what Michael Walker, you see how they want to play. Yeah, I get Dion's a good coverage linebacker, but he also hasn't been the same linebacker that he was two, three years ago. If they thought Deion Jones, who Played that final game in the preseason, got a whole bunch of snaps, played over a quarter, ran around, wasn't limited, didn't get pulled off the field because he was hurt. He just showed up on IR the following week. They thought that he could truly do what they needed to do and come in and play, given what he's done in the league. Okay. He's not been some backup. He's not been some jamoke. You know, he's a guy. That's been a consistent starter and one of the cornerstones of this team. If you really believe that Dean Pease and Arthur Smith thought that Deion Jones was the best available answer to what they want to do, you don't think he'd be at practice this week? Now, understand things can change. You know, I mean, maybe next week it comes. But again, this is none of this is coincidence with how it happens it's not coincidence that oliver was the first guy out there to practice yesterday it's not coincidence that we got no update on the other three that we got no sort of timeline and i don't know i know what you nicks are gonna say he doesn't have to update nobody's saying he has to do anything i can tell by what he says and doesn't say and who's on the field and not on the field i can read the tea leaves you put the tea leaves in front of me, I can read them. I can tell you exactly what it is. It's never been not calculated with how this was all going to go down. It's always been this kind of plan that's out there. Talk to enough insiders and you'll see. Talk to some of those people. It's not not just happenstance coincidence. They like what Evans and Michael Walker bring at linebacker. There's not any real immediate rush. worry about getting Deion Jones back and it gives him more time with the restructure and everything like that to see if somebody wants to be a trade partner this is not just happening in a vacuum folks you know when I told you that Oliver would be back on the practice field this week it's not all happening in a vacuum it's not just luck and throwing darts at a wall and hoping something sticks Oliver's a guy who can come in you know why it made more sense to go ahead and put Oliver on IR Because D. Alford's played well. Had D. Alford not have played well through training camp and in the preseason, they wouldn't have put Oliver on IR. He told you that yesterday. He didn't tell you that they put me on IR because D. Alford played well. He told you that their discussions were, we may just go week to week on all of this. Well, they had another answer. D. Alford was another answer. Oh, you mean the guy who made the game-winning interception last week? That D. Alford? Yeah, that guy. They thought they could get away with for four, five, six weeks, whatever D offer playing in that nickel. So he himself, go listen to what he said. You can find the, you can find his presser that he did with, with the uh, media yesterday. I got the clips. I played them last night on my show. He said it. We were going to do it week to week. I needed a couple more weeks. He didn't say, yeah, we thought IR was the best solution because I was still a ways away. No, he said I could have come back last week. That was his words, not mine, his words. So everything about this is calculated when they do all of this stuff. It's not just happening in a vacuum. I'll say it again. I don't believe Deion Jones ever plays another down for the Atlanta Falcons defense. I don't think you're going to see him anymore. They'll find something for him, a a bag of footballs, some, some orange cones, something that they'll trade for him. They're not going to get anything of real value. You know, we're not getting... you know a a top 10 quarterback you know back from they're gonna make a move on him and what happens happens but it's not coincidence that neither one of those three guys like I told you one on the practice field yesterday and that Isaiah Oliver was that he was the one guy out there because he can help the football team he can come in and play a role and help them out now they're not bad you know with Taequann Graham and the way Grady's played up front. There's not really a reason to run him in there to muck it up. Jalen Mayfield, I don't know what, I mean, I think he's a practice squad player. And Dion. they like Evans, they like Michael Walker. They like those guys first and foremost. Oh yeah, don't forget Troy Anderson is starting to get some runs at linebacker too. He's starting to transition from special teams into playing some linebacker right? Saw some of that early last week out there. They like what they've got. Folks, remember, none of this is happening in a vacuum. This is all calculated. And when we tell you some of those things, what I ask is you believe in it because I'm not sitting here just bloviating for the sake of trying to go hot take. I'm telling you what's going to happen out there on the field. All right, I want to talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Listen, want you to go to Built.com. Love these folks. They just sent us another care package. Love these folks. Love when their packages show up. You want your low-sugar, low-carb, but high-protein snacks, right? We've talked many times before about the protein-infused marshmallow puffs. If you head to Built.com today, you're going to find a wide, extensive menu of all different products, protein bars, marshmallow puffs in all the different kinds of flavors. I've talked to you before about the s'more. I love that. But all of the new flavors, cookies and cream, all of that is available at Built.com. So I want you to head to Built.com today. When you get there, get that order put together. Put together your care package, okay? Get all of your high-protein, low-sugar, low-carb snacks together. Get the order together. And when you get to checkout, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, the number one, the number five, Locked On 15, you get 15% off your order simply by using the promo code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout. Head to Built.com today, check out their wide range of products, and get 15% off by using that coupon code LOCKEDON15. So we mentioned this the other day on the show. So I saw this from Jeff Schultz here in Atlanta, that the Atlanta chapter of the Baseball Writers Association of America, they voted Austin Riley as their Brave of the Year award. So first off, you know, the guys, you know, locally here in Atlanta, Jeff Schultz is one of the voters, Dave O'Brien, I believe Mark Bowman, my buddy Gabe Burns is a voter in this thing. I'm guessing Terrence Moore because he is a Hall of Fame Voter, and he covered the Reds for decades, and I believe he's a Baseball Writer Association America. I, I'm guessing Justin Toscano. So I'm I'm just guessing at some of the names. I don't know for sure. I do know a few confirmed, but I'm guessing on a few others. But this is how the the vote broke down yesterday, as far as or the other day, I should say, as far as who they picked for Brave of the Year. Now, let me preface that in talking about buddy Gabe Burns, they do factor in some off field things. Okay, so. I understand, you know, charity work and stuff like that. But I'll be honest with you, none of the top three guys are bad guys or anything. Okay. I mean, none of the other the top three guys are are any off field issues or don't do good work in the community or anything like that. Okay. They had Riley finished first with seven votes. Swanson finished second with six votes, and coming in at third with five votes was Michael Harris. Now, I mentioned this briefly yesterday. It would be really hard for me to not vote Michael Harris as the MVP of the Braves this year. You know, think about a five day stretch for the Atlanta Braves at the end of May into early part of June. May 30th is when Michael Harris gets called up. May 28th is when Strider makes his first start for the Braves. June 1st, Is the day they were in Arizona and Snifker calls the meeting, and they have a players' meeting, and they go on a fourteen-game winning streak after that. So think about in that five-day period, the big dominoes that fell that all of a sudden that season twisted around, and right dab in the middle, right smack dab in the middle of all of it is Michael Harris. Now, what's crazy about Harris is you know, look, two years ago he was he two years a couple of years ago uh remember in the pandemic year they canceled the minor league season so last last year he played in rome this year he played in mississippi never saw a game in triple a and immediately moved up to the big club and you look at the impact i was looking at what his projected numbers were for 162 game season because he did play 114 games for the Braves this season 19 homers 64 RBI 75 runs scored hit 297 with an 853 OPS we'll talk about his defense here in a minute his 162 game average for the season would have been 107 runs 27 uh, 27 homers 91 RBI with 28 steals and obviously hitting 297. Now think about for a guy who spent the vast majority of the year hitting at the bottom of the order wasn't until the last month or two that he really got a chance to hit more up through the top of the order, especially the last month of the season. But you think about the spark and we mentioned this yesterday. Look, it's not that he just came in and filled a gap. The hope was he would come in and give Duvall a breather and just sort of lock down center field defensively and again when we go around the diamond and we start looking at okay where are the most important positions on the field shortstop one center field two catcher three second base four well he came in and not only filled that need because we joked about remember earlier in the season Duvall's going to end up with bloody stumps for legs by the time this all said and done if he keeps having to play every inning and every game and all that and then he gets hurt And obviously Harris had taken over at that point, but I'll say it like this. I think even if Riley has the same year that he does and Dansby has the same year that he does, if they don't have Michael Harris, they wouldn't win the division. They wouldn't have won the division. If it wasn't for Michael Harris, you could have had Riley and Swanson have their exact same years that they did. And I don't think they win the division without Michael Harris. And let me say there's not a bad answer in this. I got no problem saying that Riley's the most valuable brave this year. I certainly have no problem saying Dansby's the most valuable brave this year. but I'm telling you if I had a vote, if I had a pick and God forbid the last thing I would want to be as part of the Baseball Writers Association of America, those a-holes sanctimonious a-holes you know the guys that decide on the Hall of Fame. no thanks. Uh, wouldn't wanna, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't accept their invitation if they came in my cul de sac and handed me a wad of cash and said, come help us and and come be a part of it. No, thanks. I don't want to be a part of that group, but anyway, sidebar there. Sorry. Um, but I would have given my vote to Michael Harris. I just think that when you talk about the importance of the position that he played, the contributions that he made, and think about how clutch Michael Harris was late in games. Think about all of the moments as they got later in games. And the thing about what he did for the offense is – and and this is this big bugaboo in today's baseball world, right? What do managers and pitching coaches fear the most about their starter? It's going through the lineup a third time, right? That's the big bugaboo in today's baseball. Oh, you can't see the lineup a third time. Well, you got Michael Harris down there at the bottom hitting it, whacking it around, knocking the ball out of the ballpark, getting on base stealing bases. He's turning that lineup over. He's he's getting Ronnie and Dansby at bats and turning that lineup over. So it changes up the direction of what a manager wants to do with his starter or his pitching staff or what have you. But think about all of the clutch moments that Harris had late in games this year. Think about all of the amazing catches that he made. I do believe that besides rookie of the year, and this hasn't happened a whole ton, but besides rookie of the year, I think he's going to win a gold glove this year. I do think he's going to get... Gold Glove consideration. I think he's going to win the Gold Glove. He's been outstanding defensively, right? And you think about it. here's Here's two names that I can give you that were Rookie of the Year and Gold Glove winners, okay? They just happen to both be guys that also won the MVP of the league. Now, Harris is not winning the MVP of the league, but Ichiro in 01 and Fred Lynn in 75 were also two guys who were Rookie of the Year and Gold Glove outfielders. Lynn played center, Ichiro played right. So, look, it's not not that it's not been done before, but Harris should win the Gold Glove. He'll win the Rookie of the Year. But I do think that when you look at what was asked of him and where he played and what he did, I think that he should be the Braves' MVP because I don't think that the Braves get this division without his contribution doesn't mean that there weren't other big contributions, right? Strider was amazing for what he did this year. Kyle Wright was outstanding. Kyle Wright's going to be a top three, probably Cy Young vote winner. Riley's probably going to be a top five or six MVP candidate, right? So, I mean, you've got, you know, Swanson's about to cash in with a Megalodon contract for, you know, either the Braves or somewhere else. So obviously, look, it's contributions up and down. But you start singling out what Michael Harris meant, changing up the lineup, changing up the offensive direction, being a great defensive center fielder, allowing Duvall to not have to play every day because they didn't have an answer in center field. It was Duvall every day, every inning or else. You couldn't really put Ronnie out there because he was fighting his leg issues and things like that. Allowed them to have more flexibility in their outfield. And I don't think it's coincidence either that when he took over in center field, everything about their defense got better. Remember all the issues that they had early on in the year defensively? It does feel like that when Harris took over, a lot of those went away. So while I don't think that there are any bad options that were available between Riley Swanson and Michael Harris, I will tell you that if I had a vote, I would have given it to Michael Harris. I think he was the Braves MVP for this season. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about that as well. We thank you so much for making and Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zeno. your second listen every day as Mark's talking all things Atlanta sports. He is free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hit the subscribe button. We're just about at 4,500 subscribers there. We thank you greatly for being a part of that community. Leave us a comment there. We are also free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us for free today. Leave us a five-star review. Don't forget, Roku, Amazon Fire. Check us out now on those platforms. I know a lot of you are using those nowadays. Check us out on those platforms as well. And then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll preview the Falcons game coming up tomorrow against the Buccaneers on Sunday. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta.